Hello everyone, CK Rachel back again with Squirrel. Hello, welcome well, back. Yeah, welcome back to Mind Monkeys. Um, it's been a bit of a one, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, you may have noticed the double bill. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I got so behind, um, and I ended up very very tired, and yeah. and then I had this massive day of just <laughs> doing lots. Doing loads. Yeah, you did. Yeah, very did well that. done for doing that because. Uh, Four shows. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little, I had to write down as I was listening what was in each one just so I could get the content right. Otherwise, I, I would wow. have completely cocked it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and then I did some drawing. Yeah. So we've got all sorts done now. So we're getting back on track. I'm getting back on track. I mm -hmm. haven't got a dressing on my back anymore. My yeah. whole my hole from my tube has healed. I'm, I, I can now probably take a bath now rather than just having showers, which is nice, kind of nice. nice. Um, so, yeah, getting there. Fatigue's still a bit of a bitch. Um, but I'm managing walks here, there and everywhere. And oh, I managed nice. to go down to see Katie. Oh, did you? Yeah. Cool. I surprised Starbucks. her. Yeah. yeah, I surprised her. Um, we went into town and I said, I said to Ben, I'm going to go see, I want to go see Katie. Because she was supposed to come up and see me and then stuff got in the way. Yeah, yeah. She's so busy at the moment. She is, yeah. So um bumped into one of Ben's old workmates and um, and he knows Katie, you know. And, uh, and I said, it's Katie. And he went, yeah, she's just inside the door talking to her. Uh -huh. and so I walked in and just went, surprised. And her face was an absolute bloody picture. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, hello. Oh, my God, how are you? <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of weird. It was kind of cool, too. So I sat and had a chat with her. She said I was a great distraction from her sorting out the delivery. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was nice and had a nice chat with her about some stuff. But um, No caramel macchiato, I assume. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally caramel. did. You did? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I went and had a caramel macchiato. But I, I, I only have one. I only have oh, one. Oh, no, that's all right. Um, yeah. And, uh, and uh, I was, Ben treated me to something sweet. Mm -hmm. And it was... Um, it's a really nice breakfast wrap, and I'm totally going to do that. It's that right. egg and spinach and ham in it. It was really nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, because, yeah. of course, I can't eat bread. So the wrap was brilliant, and mm. it was really, really nice. And where's that from? That was oh, actually that was in Starbucks, Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of cool. So, um, yeah, sat and had, basically had lunch and that. That was just before I went with my dad to go and view a house. Oh, yeah. He's trying to move. Um, and it's just down the road from me. So Oh, wow, that's yeah. cool. So... Uh, should suit him but uh yeah so yeah went down and spoke to katie um there was an episode before this one um and unfortunately it's had to go in the bin because <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit knackered mm -hmm. um thanks to a small pooch and bad recording yeah. <laughs> my dog was making a hell of a noise although he's fiddling around underneath that blanket in a minute i've got a funny feeling we're going to suddenly have noise uh -huh. um but in that one, I did say a, f a few things um, about uh, HPV because I was yeah, telling yeah. you about that. And I just want to briefly go over it again. All right, and, go on. And, then, and then we'll leave it. Basically, there's new research. I went and spoke to my nurse because I had my checkup and all this after I had my tube out. It was a couple of days after. Mm -hmm. No, it was the day after. No, a couple of days after. Sorry, brain's not working. Anyway, the point is, that's not the important bit. She sat there and talked to me about HPV and all this sort of thing. And it turns out that the reason that they don't do offer cervical screening to anyone under the age of uh, 25, they, they offer at 24 yeah. to come in at 25, is because 
generally HPV takes about 10 years or so to establish yeah. yep. itself and then and then that's it. I personally think it's probably a funding thing, but, you know, okay. whatever. But that's why, okay? Mm -hmm. So you go from the legal age of consent, add 10 years, and then you get yep. around yep. that ballpark anyway. But they also said that, you know, for a long time, we thought guys got away scot-free. They can yep. carry yep. it, but, but nothing it happens. Anything, yeah. Turns out there's a possibility it can do something, and it's not just to men, it's to women as well. Turns out there is a chance that there is a link between HPV and throat cancer mm -hmm. through transmission through oral sex. Yeah. And that is a kind of a, ooh, what? So mm -hmm. it's it, there are studies showing this sort of thing, and that it's not concrete at the moment, I don't think. She told me, but I don't know how, how solid this is. But it's a thought because HPV sits on, on the surface of stuff, and that's what it will do. Yeah, okay. Um, and as I said to you the last time, which they don't know about, <laughs> yeah. is that could this also um, become a thing for um, anything to do with the bowel? Because, yeah, yeah. you know, let's face it, anal sex happens. I'm sorry. I don't mean to bring it up. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if it can sit in your throat, if it can sit up inside, yeah, of one, yeah. it can sit in other places. So is it possible that this could happen? Mm, okay, yeah. It's yeah. just that's my thing. I'm like, hmm. You know, is this a possibility? Because at the end of the day, cancer is a is, is a, a fuck up in the cells, and you got cells all over your body. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the uh, thing that they they really want to press is the fact that girls are not taking up the HPV vaccine. They've now altered the vaccine so it covers more types of HPV because there's right. lots of different types of HPV. Like there's lots of types of different flu. Right. And the take up for it is not good. So. Girls, please, in all seriousness, safeguard yourself. And, you know, just one extra thing. Also, use contraception. You know, yeah. Condoms. Sorry, they're not sexy, but it's safe. Um, you know, it, I'm also said that I will offer my services. And I've got Katie to, you know, she said she can give me a hand as well in doing a video that we'll, we can put up on YouTube if the NHS want to work with me on it. So mm -hmm. I make sure I get all my facts and figures right. That we go up onto YouTube and we do a video informing people about HPV. Oh, look, my dog's awake. Hello, puppy. Um, you know, so we, so, you know, teachers can put it on in a, in a classroom and go here watch this you know and i'll make yeah. it funny you know you only got to look at me to laugh <laughs> the other thing i'll be doing and this was something that i mentioned before is that i wanted to do more for the national autistic society yeah, and yep. it's coming we're on the run-up now to uh world autism awareness week right um and you can check out information about that at autism.org.uk i believe it was right okay or is it autism I'll put it in later. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'll put a link on Magpie Rocks and on Facebook and all this sort of thing. Um, but you can basically go on there and get a pack for raising money and, and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Um, but I'm going to be doing a thing where I've got a, a vinyl figure type thing that I can paint myself. I'm going to put it up on Mini Monkeys, which is coming soon. Um, I'm going to put the video of me painting it up on there. Um, Excellent. And then... Uh, 
it'll be speeded up, obviously, because literally watching paint dry, you know, is not fun. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I'm going to auction it off somehow, either through eBay or whatever. Okay, I'll find a way cool. of doing it. Um, and we'll get the bronies involved, yeah. I think. If we, well, if we can, if they're, yeah, yeah. If they're if, up for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's lots of stuff going on at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm... I have to say, I've been getting a bit anxious about all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Katie has said to me that she's got some bits and pieces she might need my help with. So right. that's going to be cool. There's something else I can do. So, so I'm not completely focused on this. I have to yeah, have lots of things going on. Different things, yeah. So I can flip. But uh, somebody on Facebook just reminded me today that anxiety is such a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you forget when you're so busy that you forget that oh, actually this can floor really, me at times. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, as I, as I said to you and I've said it to a couple of people, um, you know, the fear of doing stuff is the bit that sort of <gasps> holds us back. Yeah. And that's the, mm-hmm. the, there's, that's why we get anxiety and all this sort of thing. And I'm trying to not be afraid or to accept the fact that I am afraid. Yeah, just okay. take that step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I did everything, including quoting H.P. Lovecraft, which is <laughs> you know really fishing around. <laughs> I was like, no, that's pretty true. Um, it, but my point is, is that um, trying to do this sort of thing when you're suffering with issues with anxiety and depression and stuff, it can be so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm trawling through fucking treacle at times. And they're going, I will do this. But and it's like, oh, what if somebody doesn't like it? Or what if I do, it doesn't work That's or whatever? It, yeah. And it's then that if I fall over, I can... Because I've gotten a lot better that I fall over, I get back up, I dust myself off yeah. and I carry on. But that's still there and it still leaves a mark. And the last yeah. couple of weeks have been hard. Well, it makes it, yeah, it does make it very, very hard to, to get the, the drive to do stuff. Oh, especially when you got fatigue anyway. And yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, God alive, I feel like I've got to go uphill. Yeah. You know, you know when you've done a long day at work and then you've got to go up a hill to get home and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And the closer you get to the front door, the worse it feels. Yeah, that's it. And it's like that with a lot of things, though. It's, it's that, that moment of I'm close to the front door and, oh, my God, I think my legs are going to fall off. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's like that with projects. You get closer and closer to the end and it's like, oh, you just yeah. finished already. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been in contact with my driving instructor as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As soon as my eyes are sorted, going to go back. back. Into yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Going to get back and try again. She was really cool. She didn't text me because she, she didn't want to, like, well, she knew what was me. happening because of one of my friends. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't text her because I thought she was fed up with me messing her around. But mm-hmm. no, it turns out she was just holding back because she didn't want to sort of stick her nose in. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what's happening. And yeah, it's very strange. It's like seeing people who don't know. I can't remember if I've already mentioned this. It might have been on the one that went in the bin. But, okay. Um, a friend of mine. He neglected to tell my tell his mum about my mum passing away. Right. Okay. She knew my mum. Mm-hmm. He also didn't tell her that I'd been sick and that I was that I'd had cancer and all this. Right. 
She found out about this in a garden centre when she saw me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Whoops. And he, yeah, I well and truly dropped him in there. (laughs) (laughs) Because he saw me and asked how things were. And I said, well, you know, no tubes and all this sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And she's like, what do you mean tubes? And I was like, Shane, did you not tell her? Sorry, I just let out the cat flag. Yeah, it was Shane. <laughs> it, it, I said, you, yeah, Name, you haven't... Named it Shane. Yeah, sod it. I will. <laughs> Shane forgot. <laughs> um, and his mum was like, what's been happening? And I was like, crap, you don't even know about my mum then. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell her she was really cross. Oh. <laughs> I think Shane's ears were burning. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. You dropped yourself in it there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. It, it wasn't. It wasn't funny for her, I suspect. But you've got to laugh because mm-hmm. you hear about these things when people forget yep. to mention these really important nuggets of information. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of people come up and say, "How's your mum?" Oh, and I've just looked at him and gone, oh, "Unfortunately, it wasn't good." Mm-hmm. And then I, I didn't know, and I was like. It's all right. It's fine. Not everybody's going to know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just very strange. You know, you see mm. these people who haven't seen you for ages and, you know, they, they turn around and they say, you know, how's your mum? And you're like, I'm afraid she passed away. Mm. That's all you can do. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, what are you apologising for? It, it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. You didn't you know. You clearly didn't know. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't so, have asked otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> And as, as my dad and my mum always used to say, if you don't ask, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I try and live by that mantra. But that that was anxiety as well, because going out, you know, I have no problem telling people about what's been going on. That's fine. But it is a bit sort of like, is this going to be how my life is for a while? Of constantly like, no, this is happening mm-hmm. and this is happening and that's happening. I feel like I've moved forward slowly. Okay. I feel Good. I feel like I have moved forward slowly because now I'm not got half a ton of the NHS hanging out my back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so liberating, and the, and the damage to the tattoo was minimal. Although, yes, like yeah. I said, I'd rather have damage to a 900 quid tattoo than have no life. Yes. True. I don't want to be an amazingly tattooed corpse. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, not well, yet. <laughs> but yeah, on the other hand, not having damage is better. Than well, yeah, no, yeah, it's, good but too. he said. Like, he, but the thing is, the doctor kept saying to me he put it through one bit, and it's like when we actually had a look at it, and Ben took a photograph of it, so I could see. Yeah, it wasn't where he said it was. All oh, like, right. I think you got yourself a little confused there, <laughs> but it, it's healed up really quick. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm moving around that, but yeah, the, the anxiety has been setting in about you know going and doing stuff and right also anxiety at every little ache and pain and it's n- totally normal when you've had something like cancer and that to yeah to, to worry be. that it's something mm. serious yeah yeah um but i just <laughs> funny enough it's my mum's voice i see i hear and i go are you sure or are you sure you've just not got a cold or <sighs> you've got just a sore throat or you just got this or you just got that and it's like no, you're probably right. I'll I'll, I'll leave it for a bit. But if mm. I get if I get really worried, I can ring them. Um, but I I I I've now got the mantra: if it if it isn't producing stuff, it shouldn't, and it's not stinking, and you know, like my wound and all that. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, if it's all clear and fine, and nothing looks odd, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Okay. Generally, you know. Um. I think that possibly like. 
I mean, you can walk around with um, cervical cancer and not know, but I think that probably my endo was kicking off more because the cancer was there. Yeah, not yeah. that there was a lot of it there, but it was enough to disrupt my system. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was only a tiny bit. I mean, we had. I managed to look through the surgical report, and it says that there was, apart from that four odd mil bit that was in there, there was yeah. nothing else. I was completely clear. Okay. Yeah. And and by completely clear, I mean wound was clear, lymph nodes were clear. They took a lot from me, mm. hell of a lot. The, it, the list was huge, you know, of the stuff that they tested. Yeah. So, you know, they were fairly thorough. But th- there are risks that I can get peritoneal or, or peritoneal or vaginal cancer. Right, yeah. But then again, like I said, cancer can crop up anywhere because it's, a, it's a, a, a fuck up in the cells. Yeah. So... Swings and roundabouts, really. But mm-hmm. for now, I am cancer-free, which I'm quite happy yeah, about. I've got one tube left inside me, but urology will decide what happens. But that can stay in there for up to a year. But okay, it's still yeah. very achy. I'll be quite glad when it's back to being just me. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is, and there's not a lot I can do about it. At least I'm still here. I'm mm-hmm. getting back onto the road of recovery. Um. I'm nervous about go- I, I want to go back to the gym but I'm very nervous about it okay in case I pull something set myself back yeah that's yeah. it that's the uh, I think that's the big anxiety right there in a nutshell I don't want to go back to hospital that's it yeah I, I don't mm-hmm. want to get sick again that's the where I'm anxious and 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 you know obviously talking to people about it and all this is very I don't know I'm okay with talking about it, as you know. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not got a problem talking about it. Getting me to shut up's the truth, you know. <laughs> but still, it's that kind of. But my mum's not here, and you know, and I'm having to deal with that. And what if I get upset in front of them and all this sort of thing? It's it's hard. It's very very hard. Some. I mean, on the run up to Mother's Day, trying to keep it together was just impossible. I was just, I was losing it more and more the closer I got. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything. Mm. I just wanted to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it didn't go very well at all. <laughs> Although I had some lovely cards and stuff like that, you oh, know, yeah. from everyone. Yeah, I had some lovely cards from the boys and that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was great. But yes, so anxiety, I think, is the key of word to, for today. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can definitely speak to the worry of uh, the worry about getting sick again. Mm-hmm. Um obviously for me it's it's more the the depression and anxiety um because the well obviously the past couple of times i've i've tried getting back into work i have slipped back um without exception um so the the thought of of trying to do that again is very anxiety inducing Mm. um and parent makes you paranoid yeah every little thing that's it yeah so if, if i do this um, is it gonna? Is it just gonna make things worse? Maybe I shouldn't push it. That kind of thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I know the feeling. Obviously, not quite the the same, but no, it kind no, of is. It, it, it is and it isn't. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, trauma is trauma. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, our bodies process it in different ways. But yeah, anxiety. Whether it be going to work, whether it be going back into hospital, or whatever, yeah, yeah. it's horrible. And but then again, I'm I'm not the worse off, and I'm oh, sure. Oh no, I'm not saying. Yeah, no, and, and and neither are you. You know, there are plenty of people we know that 
and I know somebody who lives just down the road and she's slowly being crippled by her disease you know she hasn't got cancer she's got a, uh, another issue but you know she's slowly being crippled by it it's slowly in her way and yeah. her life has completely changed because of it and it's like everything she had was taken away and, and that's enough to drive you insane yeah you know to lose your independence to lose everything and then to just end up having to rework your life around an illness and try and not let it define you. Yeah. You know, it's the same with people with severe anxiety. They, they, they're like, they wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, I'm still here. Yep. And, you know, and you got to a point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you're coming back from that. But there are some people who just can't. No matter what they do, they just can't. And it's that's really sad to see, you know. It's finding the right therapy. That's it, yeah. And the right coping mechanisms. Yeah, and like we said before, that doesn't always happen until no. it's it's too late. Oh yeah, that's sad. As well, I mean, as it did with me, I was just lucky that I I did survive. And after that, yeah, I got the help. But mm. you know, as I've uh, said to a couple of friends, it's <laughs> that's not that's not right. It, it should it be. It took that. you to try and take your own life to get the help you needed and it took my body to give me cancer before I got the help That's I it, needed. That's it, yeah. Sad really, isn't it? Yep. I think we need a little bit of a rethinky think. <laughs> yeah, a little more uh, preventative really rather than... Yeah, well, for for me, it was because endometriosis is such a shit. Mm -hmm. You know, they were like, oh, they won't want to give you a hysterectomy and all this. And it's like, why? It would solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you can't add this and you can't add that. And then my body just went, right, fine. Cancer it is then. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> I wish it hadn't. But, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've got anxiety about going back to normal and, you know, doing everything, you mm -hmm. know, the obvious. Um, now that everything's been chopped and changed up there, yeah. uh, you know, that is a worry. As a ma I'm, I'm only 35. So, you know, it's not like I'm old and just don't have sex, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, this is the thing. It changes the dynamic of a relationship when stuff like mm. this happens. When am I going to be better? Am I going to be better? Is he going to lose interest? Is this going to happen? Is that going to... And that just, it just snowballs. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and then you put too much pressure on yourself. And that's not what you need. No. <laughs> So at the moment, I've just gone, fuck it, I'm healing. We're leaving it at that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Services will be resumed when we're fucking ready. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah, and I've had to do that, and I'm, I'm still still there at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I am still healing. And I do have to remind myself, because you know, obviously I'm a lot better than I was. Yeah, I mean, but for you, if you went into a relationship now, I think, unless it was somebody who was very understanding, I don't think it would work, because you'd be yeah, too worried. Yeah, no, it's, it's not so much worried about that. Um, like, at the moment, uh, I'm not really interested. But, yeah, uh, that's fair. Work, enough. obviously, work's a different story. It's something I would like to do. Yeah. But I obviously am really anxious about it. And mm. I am still healing, and yeah. I can't rush into it. Yeah, I have but, to remind myself of that. But the thing is, is that because people think of it, and 
people think about depression and all this sort of thing affecting work and affecting relationships but it doesn't yeah. just affect that it, you know let's take it right down to i mean the idea of you going into a pub and chatting a girl up right now is just <laughs> off the fucking cart because it's like no and even if you did and you managed to go through with anything after that you feel like shit mm -hmm. yeah so it's like can't be asked you know and that's the problem and then and then it's almost like the gap gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you're there going nobody's going to want to touch me with a <laughs> fucking barge pole now you know and it does and i've seen it happen to a couple of yep. my friends and, and and the thing is and i have to say this unfortunately mate a lot of my male friends who've gone through it suffered the worst mm -hmm. um women can for the most part we can sort of just get on you know I do get anxious and I do get upset over yeah. it and it has had a massive impact on me. Do you not get me wrong? But for some reason, guys are far more sensitive than people fucking make yeah. out. Yeah. But it really does hit them quite hard because mm. the bigger the gap gets, the more of a thing it is for them. Do you see what mm. I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I mean, in theory, I mean, it's for me, obviously it was really bad in the beginning. Um, yeah. And obviously, it it got easier as as time went on. Mm. Um, yeah, because I mean, for a, I'm sure I mentioned. Yeah, no, we talked about it um, mm. for a while. I was definitely very much on the rebound, doing lots of crazy stuff. And yeah, you do though. The, yeah, you and do. There's nothing you should apologise for. It's just it's one of those things, and we have to learn from lessons. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's gotten to the point now where I am comfortable, and I'm not mm. that fussed. To no. be honest, um, but you're still very young, so it's not really oh yeah, a massive not, way. Yeah. But like I said, I have found with a lot of my male friends who've been through a similar sort of scenario or or are suffering from mental health issues. That's yeah. the one thing they said is that the not having someone there, mm -hmm. not having a sexual relationship, and all this for longer and longer periods of time becomes Just really hard. And the problem is, is that then they get anxious about it and then do something stupid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like this constant vicious cycle. And women do it too, don't get me wrong. Women do it too. But unfortunately, it's like anything. When it comes to lads, they kind of brush over the surface of it. It's like it's under the carpet. Yeah. Like uh, vic male victims of domestic abuse and, and stuff like that. It's like it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 I'm, and I'm here to say very much that it does and I'm a mum of three boys, and it worries me that there's this opinion in the world, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I I mean, that I think you'll find is bit, that will be something that you'll probably end up having to sort of cross, probably with your, with your counselling and all yeah. that, because you will get, you will probably get to a point of, I want to be with someone, but I don't want to be with someone. Yeah, but yeah. I need to be with someone. But I don't want to do something stupid. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. You know, it's bad enough trying to. You know, if you want to have a relationship with someone, it's bad enough that whole thing. But then add anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. and everything else into it, and, and and it's just like a cluster fuck of yeah. just all these <laughs> wrong emotions that just don't want to match up. It, you're yeah. there and you're fiddling with the puzzle for as much as you like, but it never Can't goes together. together. <laughs> Yeah, love makes we makes us do weird shit anyway, and in mental health issues, and it's just it's a wrong one right there. <laughs> you you got 
up the counselling, I think, is that yes. as, as the potential of a, of, of a match is there, up the counselling a bit more. Because yes. <laughs> it's going to drive fucking crazy. Yeah. Because, you know, the problem is, is everybody latches onto that beginning excitement bit and then forgets that there's the relationship stuff yeah. that happens afterwards. Yeah. If you're in crisis and need someone to talk to, ring Samaritans on... 08459090090 or for the Republic of Ireland it's 116123 for more information about mental health issues and if you're concerned about someone you know contact mind on 0300123393 or you can text them 86463 I'm very lucky that me and Ben are at the point now in our relationship that this has happened because we're best mates. No matter what happens, we will always be best mates. Mm -hmm. And the moment you're at that point, you're kind of comfortable with the fact that that's going to happen. So it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Anything yeah. will happen, whatever. And you can kind of just sit back and relax. Um, but this does bother me. You know, it was bad yeah. enough before because I was always in pain or I just wasn't interested because my hormones were messing yeah. with my head. And now he's having to wait again because mm. I'm healing, which he's fine with. It's not a problem. But there is something in me that kind of goes, what if he gets fed up waiting? You know, mm -hmm. I, I, if the shoe was on the other foot, would I get fed up with waiting? Or would I just deal with it? Yeah, you don't know, question, is it? Yeah. you know, and that's the thing. And it's human; it's a natural human response. Mm. But then I think, if anything did happen between me and him, who would want me? You know, because of everything else. And it's just, and it's just, and, and this yeah, is what yeah. an anxious mind thinks of. This is what a depressive mind thinks about. They're like, well, if he doesn't want me, then I'm going to be on my own. Then I'm going to be single parent with kids. Plus, I'm, I'm mutilated up there as far as a lot yeah. of people are concerned. So they won't want to touch me with a barge pole. I'm overweight. I'm this. I'm that. I'm, the, I'm my age and all going. this. Yeah, and, yeah. and a list. I mean, I've got a list as long on my arm as to the cons of being with me yeah, yeah. <laughs> compared to the pros. Yeah, and well, even I sit there and go, why does Ben stay around? Yeah, well, that's how, how yeah. it is with depression, isn't it? You, yeah. I'm yeah like, you might say you have a long list of cons and... Yeah, yeah. Bro. yeah. <laughs> you can fit it on a Rizzler <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> folded in half <laughs> you know it, it is that you know and yeah. this is the thing and, and I do have these moments of why the fuck has Ben with me is he only here because of the kids and it's hard it's really really hard I mean we've been through a lot do not get me yeah. wrong so there is that history playing on my brain but I'm stronger than that that has not knocked me down mm -hmm. i've got over that it's like yeah it's there it was all i've got the scars to prove it oh, it's there yeah. i know but i won't let it rule over me i used to and i don't now oh i see yeah it's been there long enough that you yeah know how well, to deal with it yeah shit we've been together 15 years for christ's sake you know it's not like it's a short period of time and i've known him for longer than that anyway yeah so you know it's uh Jesus Christ, I just worked it out. Mm. When me and him turned 39, we'd have known each other 30 years. Oh, wow. Uh, huh. That's, that's, you know, so we've known each other a feral whacker time, you yeah. know. So I think that's why we can kind of talk these things out, 
but yeah it is hard work it is hard work and, mm. it, and it does snowball I mean let alone just trying to go step foot outside the door you know and deal with stuff it's yeah. dealing with stuff in a relationship as well and yeah. you do tend to bounce around unfortunately when you're single and, and you're like this it's I did I know I did because mm. we tend to like attachment we like the idea of having a relationship and yeah. then it all goes tits up and <sighs> and we're, we're so lost and we just bounce around everywhere yep. and we don't care what we're doing you know our brain just spirals and we just act really stupid serial yeah. serial monogamy in it it's just like it's constant yeah. i need to be in a relationship when actually you're doing yourself a disservice you're better off walking away and just giving yourself a breather and actually having some time to find you yeah yeah i haven't i actually wasn't i was single for a couple of weeks before i got back together with ben but i think that i bounded around anyway and i think that was the end of my rebound all right and yeah. i think if it hadn't have been ben then i would have been still bounding around because Ben and I knew each other, it kind of sorted itself out and it right, was like yeah. this is how it's got to be. Um, so yeah. So I, I think I think that's why me and Ben work, but yeah, the the the, the anxiety is just so huge. Back when um we were living in Leicester, Ben got mugged at knife point and he ended up with panic attacks every time he went out in public. Is that acrophobia? I can't remember because it's agoraphobia. There's one that's fear of open spaces and one's fear, one's fear of crowds, and I can never remember which one is which. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, don't but anyway, he basically ended up having panic attacks every time he went out, and mm -hmm. and that's anxiety. That mm -hmm. that causes all kinds of problems, and it, you know, so there's those types of anxiety as well through trauma. Yeah. Not just through emotional. I mean, it's all trauma, but you know yeah, what I mean. Like physical uh, trauma rather than yeah. Hmm. So, you know, he, I mean, he, they didn't actually stab him, but, you know, it was enough. And when you got a knife in your face, you're going to... Yeah, yeah, it was still... Yeah, yeah. Sky, so, yeah. Uh, uh, even... Uh, that's what that's part of the reason why we moved back to Siren. It's simply because he knows Siren. Yeah. He's not worried about Siren. That doesn't bother him. But being in a big city like Leicester, it's different. Um, but, yeah, so anxiety comes in many, many, many forms, but all of it just can ruin you. Yeah. You can't go out the house. You can't do this. You can't do that, and it's just horrible. And it and it makes you feel worse. Yeah. And well, look at us—we're a product of bad, yeah, serious, <laughs> severe anxiety. Yeah. Severe yeah. anxiety. I mean, I used to, the only time I feel really at ease, I have to say, if I'm doing anything, is being on stage. Oh yeah. Because that's yeah. not anxiety. That's adrenaline. That's it. Yeah. It's. Oh. I think my counsellor called it reasonable anxiety. Yeah. It's it's rational. It's more like being nervous. Hmm. You know, that's yeah. that's how I would describe it anyway. Because you're, you are, you know, in front of that many people and, you know, you are kind of invested in it because if it does go wrong, you're going to get humiliated. But the it's there basically to help you along. Yeah. Because like you say, you get the adrenaline, which... Yeah speeds everything up you're better basically yeah totally yeah it, it i just i feel more alive on it and i'm so glad that i went and saw casey because it, it looks like i'll have opportunities to work on my craft and which is what i want Excellent. to do yeah. um 
and it, it's it's just one of these things it, it's it's i if i can present myself with that kind of fear and that it sort of lessens everything else it's That's like it, well yeah. if i can do that i can do this mm-hmm. you know um i think i'm more there's so many things in this world that frighten me um, and and the whole, going back to the HP Lovecraft quote is that the reason I used the quote was because um, somebody said that they didn't know whether it was scarier in life or death, you know, which was scarier, you know, oh, living right, or okay. dying. And and my reason for using the HP Lovecraft thing is that it's the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's the fear of the unknown, and there is that in life as well as in death. And actually, I would much rather face the fear of the unknown in life than going to death. Death frightens me. Yeah. But, well, because I'd have to leave my kids behind, you know, mm. and at the moment, that's not so... I think there's a point in life where if you've lived a long, good life, you kind of get fed up of just existing. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm done now. I mean, with mum, it was horrible and she didn't want to go mm. and all this. But it got to a point where she was so sick, she was like, she had to let go. It was just like, I'm done. You know, I'm not doing this anymore. And I think you do come to this point of acceptance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That when it's just ripped out from underneath you, there's that's, that's completely different. But what yeah. I mean is if you've lived a long, healthy life and all this sort of thing, you know, it's... It, it, I do think you get to a point of like, oh, I just want to get it over and fucking done with. I'm yeah. done now. I've, done, I've lived my life. But at the moment, no, I'm quite happy to be here. And I would much rather face these fears and and uh, now, because the thought of what happens, you know, because you know, that's the the very sort of logical side of me. It says you die, that's it. But what does it feel like to have the light switch switched off, mm. to not exist? That's a huge philosophical question, yeah. right there. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that gets us anxious. Jack even now gets anxious about death. Because he, do, in his own mind, he can't quite understand it. Mm, yeah. I don't want to die. You know, they talk about the, the world blowing up a billion years time or whatever because of the sun and that. And he's like, I don't want to die because of the sun. And it's like, you won't be around, <laughs> darling. But he can't me- measure the time. He doesn't right, understand right. that this is a long way away. You know, and it's like, well, no, that's not going to happen in your lifetime, sweetheart. Mm. But I don't want to die. And it's like, mm. well, no, I know. But this is the thing, and this is the anxious mind at work. And especially when you're autistic or on the spectrum, you know, that sort of stuff plays because it's a logical, it's those, those steps. Yeah, yeah. But the time gets messed up. The the gaps get messed up. He doesn't understand that, that you know, we're talking in years, you know, lots of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And explaining to him you know the average human life expectancy and all this sort of thing and he gets really really agitated about it yeah because he said am i gonna die young like like granny i'm like i don't know i doubt it very much darling mm. i'll have a long and healthy life um but it was uh yeah it's very very strange you see the anxiety in kids especially with additional needs yeah. you can see it in them and you can hear it, the anxiety. And if, if that sort of theoretical stuff bothers them, then yeah, what's, what's real the, life yeah. going to do to them? You know, this is why I worry about him. And that is my worry if I if anything went wrong and I ended up right, toddling yeah. off the mortal yeah. coil is I'm going to leave these helpless little bods to the world. Mm. And, and that frightens me. 
That really does frighten me. I don't want that to happen. I'm going to stay around for as long as humanly fucking possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a limpet. Just latch on. <laughs> I'm not moving. <laughs> you ain't prizing me off. But yeah, no. To quote Lister, if death comes near me, I'm ripping his smegging nipples off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that, so I think, you know, if anybody's having like dark thoughts and things like that, you know, just, just remember that it's the fear of the unknown that's going to get you the most anxious. The fear of, are you going to be able to get along with these people? Are you going to be able to cope? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to deal with this? And these fears are fears that everyone has. It's just your brain is making it worse. That's it, yeah. And that is not wrong. It's just an issue. And and you have to try and knock your brain down to, to calm it down a bit, to bring it off the ceiling. So don't push yourself too hard and That's get it, yeah, talking yeah. therapies. Mm-hmm. Get the talking therapies and if you can. Um, I believe there's um, like lots of online stuff and that that's coming out now where you can get therapy online effectively all right um see you see if um you never know your doctor surgery might be able to do the counseling via webcam hmm. possibly I, I it know. might be something to talk with you know through over the phone with your doctor if you're really having problems getting out of the house to say i've got a webcam they've got computers now they're doing mm-hmm. everything electronically you never know they might be able to do something do it via skype mm-hmm as long as it's with the through your doctor's surgery, you know it's legit. Yeah, yeah. That should actually be more of a thing. To it definitely, to could try be, yeah. and get people to get out the door, you know. But like I said, anxiety presents itself in all different manners. OCD, I reckon, is linked to anxiety. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, OCD. Um, is. There's a couple of people I know who've got OCD, like they'll constantly shut the car door or go and check the front door. And, yep. and I mean, not just once or twice, we're talking five, six, yeah, seven yeah. times, you know, it's click, 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 click. And it's like, you done? <laughs> it's like Jack will have to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Other, otherwise he can't carry on, you know. And, uh, and it really does take up the day, but you have to do it. Mm. Otherwise they, they get, you know, really upset. But, you know, this is all the anxiety, this is all that, and it all links into depression because you beat yourself up over how you feel, you know, and that you shouldn't feel like this. Um, but I just want to say to people, you know, you you should get out there and get, you know, you should at least phone your doctor. Yes, yeah. If it's got to the point where you cannot get out of the house, phone your doctor, and if they're no good, phone Samaritans. I always put the, I put the phone number up in here wherever in here, I can yeah. you know phone Samaritans contact mind it's all on the Magpie Rooks website you can go onto the, the, the Mind Monkeys page of Magpie Rooks and, and you will find it there there are people out there who can help yeah to at least get you to step outside the door so you can go and get the practical help that you need that's it yeah yeah the thing is you've got to you've, you know, well, you've got if, if you don't get the help it, it's not gonna mm. go away it and doesn't friend, just yeah yeah Friends and family are great, but, but they don't always. Yeah, know, they don't always well, know. They'll rarely know that how to deal with it. Yeah, it's, unless they're obviously if they've been through it themselves, they might be able to help. But yeah, but it's always good to have a professional on yes, side. Yeah, it's always good to have a professional on side. Otherwise, you're just not gonna cope with it. You're just not. 
it was the anger I got from one person who turned around and said about how I don't know what I'm talking about and that it's so difficult and, and all this sort of thing. And I said, you're not angry at me, you're angry at yourself. Mm. I said, this is classic defense mechanism. That's all this is, mm. is you are you are in defense mode. You're getting angry at me because you know you need help, but you're frightened to get it. Yeah. Or you think it won't work or you've basically ruled out everything. And that is not a good place to be in. But there's no, nothing no. I can say or do that will change that. You have to come out of that spot. You have That's to it, take yeah. the first step. And they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I do. I don't know how to help you. Yeah. But, but I so do know where where I come or where I'm coming from. And I do know where you're coming from. And I said, and at the end of the day, that's why you screaming at me is not making me move. Hmm. It's not bothering me in the side of this because I know it's not actually aimed at me. I, I live with it with Leon, hmm. with it, with the way he is. He goes into defense mode and he screams and he shouts and it's because he's frightened. He he feels out of control and, and, and that's yeah. exactly what it is. So, you know, if you're sat here listening going, she doesn't know jack shit, I do. I do. I know how it feels. I know how it feels for everything to close up and just descend upon you. That nothing feels right and that you feel like, you know, everything should, you know, it's just doom and gloom all the frigging time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it never lets up. It's like you've got the one and only fucking rain cloud. You know, uh, and and you do sit there and go, why the fuck should I be here? What's the point? It would be better for everyone if I wasn't. Yeah. Or it, you know, I need this to end. I need the noise to stop. There are several mindsets, but at the end of the day, they all come down to one thing, and that is that you are anxious, you are depressed, and you need help. You know, we all we will all feel it all differently we all yeah, have yeah. our own ways of of it hitting us but at the end of the day it's all the same thing yeah. it just has to be treated slightly differently that's the thing with mental health it's a very sort of tweak it here move it there you know it's a very it's it's a very refined sort of thing that you have to sort of each person's different it's like one off cars you know <laughs> you, yeah. you tune it differently depending on on the person and so before you get angry at me just question yourself are you angry at me or are you angry at you and if you are angry at you you shouldn't be angry at you there's no point in being angry there really is really it's not not your your fault no it's not your fault it is not your fault you know you your brain has got you into this situation um brain society a great big massive ball of stuff has come together and formed this problem yeah um it will not go away with alcohol it will not go away with drugs it will not go away all those are temporary that feeling good is temporary and the come down is far worse and it gets worse every time i know i've been there I am a, I am a reformed addict myself. I I have an addictive nature. I know what it's like. The buzz and the come downs end up coming completely out of whack. You never get yeah. high enough and you always drop too low. You know, it's it's yeah. it's like that all the time. Um it, it is not your fault that your brain has decided to f- go fuck this. I can't cope. Um 
all you can do is ask for help and it's the hardest thing in the world to do yeah because yeah so that's the thing because when when you are there you you don't think any anything can help yeah no nobody understands yeah nobody gets why bother asking because or did you i I know i felt this before Mm -hmm. i felt like if i go and do this people think i'm just doing it for attention Mm -hmm. i'm probably just making it up i'm you know and i won't be taken seriously that's it yeah yeah. yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because people, you know, people are connecting your behaviour with you rather than connecting the behaviour with the issue. That's it. Yeah, because um, they see you acting out; they don't see you acting out because of. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, especially with the the self harm I had for a while, because um, obviously my first experience with anyone reacting to that was was my girlfriend who did you know did not understand to just said you know it's attention seeking pathetic yeah and what yeah well that does to you well but that it's just not makes you being you feel pathetic no it's that's desperation yeah yeah it is, it is desperation it's desperately saying i need help because you you have no other way to say it and you're not even you don't make that connection i would have turned around to her and said if you saw a parrot in a cage pulling its own feathers out would you say it was pathetic or would exactly, you yeah. beat the shit out of the owner who's letting them do it exactly yeah you would yeah you would try and help wrong. yeah exactly yeah. that's what we do we 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 hurt ourselves first mm-hmm. we hurt ourselves first um and you know uh, you've got people who pull their hair, their own hair out cuz they they're OCD and they pull their hair out and that you've got people who who you know hurt themselves like you did you know there's lots of different ways but at the end of the day none of it is pathetic none of it is pathetic and and i get really upset when people say that it's not pathetic it's It's not weak-willed it is i help me i don't know what to do yeah it is you know and and it's it's you've got to move away from that idea it's that it gets me so cross that people think it's weak willed and that you're coping because you're you 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 you're a waste of space and all this bollocks it's not that at all you're not weak willed at all you've gone through something and your brain can't cope mm-hmm. for me it was the transition in you know going from a, a kid to an adult mm-hmm you know, puberty ruined me and it's because it turns out that i may have the fact that i'm on the autistic spectrum yeah, yeah. but of course there weren't the tests and that back then you know th- so i've got to go and do it but it just there's too many similarities between me and my sons it's far mm-hmm. too many to for it to be a coincidence and you know having to face that on my own not knowing what the fuck was going on of course I'm going to act like a complete crazy yeah, person. Yeah. You know, and it has, it's only in recent times that I've managed to sort myself out. And now that all those hormones are gone, quite happy, thank you very much. Mm, yeah. But I do have low days because I lost my mum. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? If that's me, me mourning my mother as being pathetic, fuck off. <laughs> Yeah. What's pathetic is standing in judgment of somebody else to try and detract from the fact that you've got a shit life. Mm-hmm. There you go. Much, Have yeah. that one shoved up your ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, people who self-harm, people who torture themselves are not pathetic. They need help. And not that, oh, they need help. 
They need actual help, mm-hmm. real help, not condescension and all that kind of patronizing shit. They need help. They need a friend to turn around and go, I think we really need to get you sorted mm. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not pathetic and it's not your fault. You know, there are many reasons and it can be the simplest thing. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, it can be the simplest thing. Like you've moved. And you don't like it. You don't like where you are because you can't find your feet. Or you've um, had a falling out with someone. Or, you know, just simple things like having an injury or whatever. Something simple yeah. that wouldn't normally affect you has affected you. So, yeah, I think I think that they need this. We need to do a whole rethink. Don't don't. Don't think you can fix somebody's problems straight away. And to the people who are, are anxious and and you know and and all this and they're suffering, don't um, don't shy away and beat yourself up mm. over the fact that you know you think you're pathetic and that it's not your fault. No. It's not your fault. And I'll keep telling you that it's not your fault. No, I think again there needs to be more awareness raised so that people understand this that it's yeah yeah you know, understand what it's about. Um, whether you know not just well in schools would be ideal you yeah. know i wish i'd learned about it in school you know yeah. having been through it yeah um and there should the be older... counselors in school oh definitely yeah proper actual counselors not teachers pretending to be counselors yeah no actual counselors and uh yeah because the it tends to be the the older generation that don't that are quite the, the next generation are always suffering from the ignorance of the generation before. That basically yeah, that puts it very well, yeah. And and that is it. I, I'm still suffering from the fact that they were only just getting an idea That's about it, dyslexia yeah. and stuff like that. My dad suffered at the hands of the people who didn't understand that he had he, he had dyslexia and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He's not diagnosed, but he's fairly certain he's yeah. got some kind of learning difficulty. And it's like, yeah, well, probably because I reckon it passes down the line myself. But mm-hmm. you know, but. We are always suffering. I mean, my kids will suffer at the hands of my generation because of the stuff that we don't that's know it. yet. Yeah, yeah. But that's because we're all still learning, and you're all one. The generation before is always going to be behind the generation after. That's it. Yeah. So I guess the well, the best best thing you can do really is to bear in mind teach you know teach people teach the younger generation at least get the building blocks in. Yeah. Get the foundation laid. You know, just saying this is what I said. It's like I said about autism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. There's more awareness happening about mental health now because of such big names talking about it. Yeah, but things like autism. I mean, they were they they were over the moon that they got several hundred thousand raised for World Autism Awareness Week. Whereas things like cancer and that raised millions. Yeah, yeah. And it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's fantastic. Because but we can do better. Yeah. And the thing is, is that from a personal side, people with any kind of learning difficulty or disability suffer with depression too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably more so because we just don't get it. We don't understand why people are just so shit. You know, and, and the shit I went through through puberty, it's just, no, 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 no. I think it all, it, mental health plays into so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm everything is there this is why there should be kids should get used to the idea that they can go and see a counselor 
If if we automatically make it a thing that they can go and see a proper qualified counsellor yeah. at school, then they'll get used to talking about how they feel. They will get used to conversing and working out strategies to help themselves yeah. through life. And used to being able to ask, ask for help as well. Yeah, because who wants to go and talk to their mum and dad or who wants to go and talk to the teacher? Fucking no one. Mm. I'm sorry. They will talk to their parents about certain things, but there's some things that they just yeah. won't. And they need to be able to go to somebody who is professionally trained not to judge and tell them how to cope. That's it, yeah. There should be a counsellor in every school. And a, and it must be a profane... Uh, it must be... I can't even talk. <laughs> it must be a trained professional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I just Yeah, someone that is, I suppose just dedicated to that but like you say not a teacher who is trained in teaching and counseling just a, dedicated, a single designated it's like counselor. i said about senko though anything senko is a, uh, a, a educational needs you mm-hmm. know for p- kids who are who who need extra help the senko should actually special educational needs coordinator okay yeah um they should not be teachers it no, shouldn't it should be, be teachers. Used. It should be people who are trained in this sort of thing. It's That's people it, yeah. who've done it for a living. Um, and they should be a group on their own from the school. Or have a Senko unit set up for each county or each town that deals with all the schools. So yeah. that it's the same across the fucking board rather than this postcode lottery of yeah. how your kid's mm-hmm. going to get treated. It's like there should be like a, a, a counselling unit that deals with all the schools yeah, and have counsellors in there who deal with certain age groups. I think that would work. And you get kids talking about domestic abuse a lot easier. You'd be able to get social services involved quicker, sooner, more mm. efficiently. If you start at the heart of the, the issue and you start on that groundwork, you will get information from children. They will be they will be far more willing to turn around and say, "Well, actually, so and so is hurting me, or this has been happening, or I'm worried about this, or mm-hmm. this happened to me." And they will talk. It makes your life a lot easier. They're not disrupting a class. They're not causing problems. They're not disappearing in the toilet and hurting themselves. I mean, I have got, and I was going through all my emails. I've got mm-hmm. a photograph of Leon with bruises all over his arms and that. And and some of them, if you can see clear shapes, all right, where children were beating him at school, and they did nothing. Right, so this would not happen. He would not have to feel that he has to react in a violent manner, mm. because this is how he's treated. He's got a bruise right round his wrist, from where he was dragged when he was at primary school. He wouldn't tell me if it was a pupil or a teacher who did it. Yeah. But it was all the way around his wrist. Hmm. And there's no way he would have done that to himself. Well, no. He'd so. bite himself. He'd bang his head against yeah. the wall, but he wouldn't do that. So, I'm sorry. At the end of the day, if we've got counsellors in schools, we can stop shitty parenting, shitty teaching, shitty kids. Yeah. Yeah, it would it. nip bullying in the bud a bit quicker, I reckon. Because yeah, then, I think so, yeah. yeah, because if you're talking about, if you've got that line of communication open, all of a sudden it completely deflates the power that a bully has mm. because everybody shares the information. Yeah. And as soon as all the information shared, it's like, well, what's the fucking point? You know, yeah. if everybody's going to see the counselor, if everybody can go and get access to it. Um, 
and a lot of these counsellors who deal with kids, they're bloody switched on too. Mm-hmm. And they'll know. They they'll know what to do and what to, you know. They'll they'll get it sorted. But I do think, and there should be like a counselling service that's far more available to people. But again, it's funding. Yeah. That's the problem. I've always said that if my career kicks off and, I, and I make it, I'm making a decent amount of money, I will be putting back into the community mm. through things like the food banks and stuff like that, but also, you know, I'll put back into, like, counselling and stuff like that and, you know, helping people and kids to grow up and, mm. and actually be able to stand a chance at life because they've got these mental foundations and they can see what a community is and, and what they do and see the good in life rather than yeah, being yeah. treated like crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, after many, many interruptions and lots of editing, uh, <laughs> this is that episode over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we made it. Yes. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, I, th- there is a Magpie Rooks Instagram, but that's lots of me collecting stuff and things like that. <laughs> and it has been pointed out, and I'm sorry. But, you know, I like pretty things and lots of colour, so... Nah. Uh, you can go to magpierooks.com and you'll find our page on there um, with phone numbers to um, Mind and Samaritans and stuff like that. Um, you can email us if you want to, um, but the best way to get hold of us is through Twitter and Facebook because yeah. I'm always bloody on there. Yeah, to send a message. Yeah. Um, if you've got you know anything you want to say, chuck your tooth anything. Come on, go for it. it. You won't get judged. It's fine. Um, but I will be doing more and more bits. There'll be stuff going up on the Magpie Rooks done good as well. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say it once more. It's not your fault. All right. Um, so in the words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. Hmm. And we will speak to you very, very soon. And all we'll have to say for now is <laughs> mind monkeys away. <laughs> Mind Monkeys with Claire Rachel and Ryan Rogers is a Magpie Rooks production. Music by bensounds.com. <laughs> <laughs>